Blog Talk Radio. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals, cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello there. This month... Our theme is on covering different aspects of the principles of magic. And tonight, we are going to be talking about the use of symbols. Uh, But first, let's catch up with each other a little bit. Um, See, what have I been up to this past week? Um, Well, I'll I'll tell you one thing that's been kind of tripping my trigger lately is um, all the little... um, (laughs) Uh, Halloween decorations that are sprouting out at the different shops and stuff like that. Um, those <laughs> have been catching my eye quite a bit. <laughs> and I've been um, going into different shops, uh, scrolling through things on Amazon, um, looking uh, at some of the local wares and stuff like that. And usually I put like, um, I, I love decorating for, for Halloween, uh, for Samhain. It's just like, I just love doing it, and it's like when we start getting into September, uh, like about maybe mid-September, I'll start putting out just a little bit, and then I'll put out a little bit more <laughs> as the weeks go on. Um, in the past, I put things out like um, I have like uh, a bunch of old barn wood, and I would paint like different signs or um, um, images on um, on this barn wood and then put it out in front. Um, Lots mm-hmm. of times I would put things like a uh, scarecrow with uh, sitting on the hay bale or um, things like that. But this year I was thinking I wanted to do something different. And so I was going to make a couple. I was going to buy a couple but also um, make a couple um, headstones to put in the front um, and really just kind of focus on that whole, you know, um, death and regeneration. And this this is going to sound really silly. But it's something that I really like. It's just a little kid in me, I think. Is that there's um, last year I bought this um, this light that is like a swirling light that reflects off of the house or whatever it is that you direct this spotlight mm-hmm. on, and it's got these little ghosts <laughs> that fly oh. around, kind of in a, a figure eight, you know, going around. Um, and so I thought, huh, I think it would look kind of cute to put all these headstones and then have these little ghosties flying around <laughs> up above them. And so that's that's my plan for for this year for 
um, kitschy Halloween decorations. Um, this past week, I guess what um, I did probably what a lot of people were doing was just kind of um, doing, um, taking advantage of that extra Labor Day weekend. Um, so I went up to the Northwoods, um, you know, in Wisconsin in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And uh, one of my favorite things to do is exploring areas that I haven't been to before. So um, on one of the days, we just headed out on, um, on our ATVs and, and rode the trails and went on some of them that we haven't been on before. And I, I don't know, I just love the feeling of not knowing what's around the next corner and just, you know, feeling the wind in my hair and being out in nature. Um, we saw a lot of deer. Um, saw some grouse. Um, wow. And those things are fast. They, you know, they hear you coming and they're like, they flutter and they're, they're gone. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I have a neighbor who's like the wild woman of the north and she she rides around her ATV and she's got like when well, she goes hunting but she's got you know like the shotgun on the back of her ATV and her hair is all wild and she's just flying around there I'm more of a bird watcher I, I like um I just get excited whenever I see any of the animals up there and um and the birds because now they're all migrating um yeah and so yeah, I love being on trails and just kind of not knowing what's around the next corner, you know, whether it's hiking or ATVing and just, you know, letting go of the material and connecting to nature. Um, well, one more thing I'll mention is I, I have like this favorite meditation spot and it's sitting at the end of a small dock out in the water. Um, on this, It's a small uninhabited wildlife lake. And so there's like nobody Nobody there, but just, you know, the animals and nature and trees. Just that Mm -hmm. imagery of all the sky being reflected in the water below. Um, Wow. It's like my my go-to for that, like, instant meditation trigger. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then in the last couple days, I, um, I was getting excited about the show and just starting to jot down notes. And I will be very much looking forward to comparing notes with you in our discussion, but how's your week been? Well, gosh, it's been um, very interesting. Obviously, after the last show, I quickly had to run Mm -hmm. out and meet my son-in-law and daughter and uh, granddaughter, and we drove to where this car was because Mm -hmm. I was looking for a new car, a new used car, and um, (laughs) turns out because my air conditioning and my baby, who's 27 years old and has its own age Mm. bracket, decided its air conditioning (laughs) wasn't going to work, and we've had a hard time trying to fix it. So we did that and found it was fascinating. I asked for a lot of different signs if this would be the right thing. Of course, I'm kind of freaking out because we're on a mercury retrograde and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a purchase. And everything fell into place. And so as I was mentioning before the show, I kept saying at all times, as soon as I go get another car, my air conditioning on my car will wind up being able to be fixed. And sure enough, within, you know, 15, 20 minutes or so, give or take time, I came home and I found a text saying that my mechanic found out how to fix it, even though we couldn't get the exact part. So I was laughing going, well, 
I'm still getting it's my one new of those car, spiritual paradoxes. <laughs> it really is. It, it really is. So obviously, um, that was really exciting and nervous, some nervous, because, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to be spending this money and, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the consistency of that and just trying to, you know, keep my head going in the right direction. My daughter, her husband mm-hmm. had a birthday and they went off and uh, took a few days to go camping and enjoy themselves. And I took care of my granddaughter, which was a lot of fun. And we, we made a tent. Um, yeah, it was so funny because I remember doing this with my mom and, Mm -hmm. you know, we we used these, my dining room chairs and, you know, a couple of them (laughs) and the couch. And I found a big, huge sheet because she was trying to do it with short little blankets and it wasn't working. So I was able to do that so that she could watch the TV from inside her tent because I have a big TV in the living room and she could look up at it. And then eventually we sat in it and watched television together. And, you know, it was was so much fun. You're a good grandma. (laughs) I really, I mean, it's like I, I, she knows that when I'm doing work or I'm talking to people, she won't come in. She, you know, will, she'll kind of come to the door and I'll see her shadow. And my clients have been very adorable about, you know, my you know, <laughs> having this dual process. And But yeah. it was really nice. And then the family birthday party was on Sunday. So we all hung out and had food, got, you know, completely stuffed. And then, of course, came mm-hmm. home and. It's been quiet, you know. Yesterday was a quiet day, and I just hung out. Mm-hmm. My daughter and her husband came, and I was so happy. They cleaned the gutters around my house of leaves and everything because we're prepping, obviously, for rains and things. And oh. got a couple of other <laughs> steps done. So I was feeling like, oh, my God, you know, everything is getting ready. And, you know, because we're all mm-hmm. prepping for, you know, the – the winter, the fall, the kinds of things. And you talk about Halloween decorations, and I'm like going, <laughs> I have so many. And I put them out, and, of course, everyone loves it because I have a huge dragon, a skeleton dragon <laughs> that I drag out. And of course, Ooh. the fact that I packed this sucker and moved it was another one of those, like, <laughs> my movers are looking at what is this big thing, you know, and I'm going, you don't want to know. And put it out on my porch and, do all kinds of things. I don't put some of the, the little plaques out anymore because I'm a little concerned, but it was like, I have mm-hmm. one in my office says, I was the good witch yesterday. Sorry, you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of like, yep, yeah, okay, they don't yeah. need to know that. <laughs> but anyway, so that's kind of where it's at. I just love listening to what you're mm-hmm. going to do because I know people honestly they get so jacked about it. I mean, it's not even, I mean, California people do, and I know they've got lots of, you know, neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. This one is amazing. They just do them in batches, and they'll just do these giant, like, themes and things, and I'm like, oh, my God. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's become a lot more popular than it mm-hmm. used to be, I think, for, you know, uh, especially for the lead-up and the decorating and the um, – is um is trick or treating big where you're at now? Yes, it it you do, know do the kids like go anything, trick or treating. COVID, <laughs> yeah, COVID kind of slowed it down, but now they they do. Mm-hmm. They've got you know pot, you know we go over yeah. to where my daughter's 
father lives and trick-or-treat mm-hmm. around there because we're in the country, okay? And and for the mm-hmm. most part, mm-hmm. you're going from house to house along, you know, dirt, you know, <laughs> or even cement roads. But there it's neighborhood, mm-hmm. just, you know, and so they go in and, and mm-hmm. oh, my God, we they come back with bags, you know, like a huge bag. <laughs> and, you know, it lasts them for mm-hmm. almost the entire year considering mm-hmm. that, you know, how much candy they get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I can remember yeah. when I was a kid, my older sister taking me trick or treating, and we would use um, pillowcases <laughs> for mm-hmm. our bags. Yeah. Man, and yep. I would get so tired, and she'd be like, "Come on, we have to keep going." <laughs> she was just, yeah, we just ransacked the whole neighborhood. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so let's so, see what yeah, we want to so, do. Huh? I know. I just was saying, let's see what you want to do. I'm excited about what you're yeah. going to do here. Oh, sure. Yeah. I um. Okay. So today we will be talking about um, symbols used in magical practices and trying to define the principle, or you might call it like the unwritten rules uh, behind the use of symbols. Um, one definition of a principle is um, a kind of um, like uh, basic belief or rule or a fundamental idea that's used as a uh, a foundation or a foundational idea that guides us in in the use of it. Um, mm-hmm. For um, magical principles, I think this often translates into like using what using what works based on you know experience or um, hearing about the experiences of others. And um, so my take on it is that magical energy is ever-present and ever-flowing. And I believe everything is made up of energy and matter, taking on shape and form in some way. And all symbols are um, representations of something. And all of them represent and carry distinct individual meanings. Um, Mm -hmm especially when you start looking at the history or context of a symbol. Uh, and symbols create links between different concepts, and they're, um, and they're everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Symbols um, form the foundation of all written and verbal communication, and the most common symbols that we encounter are, are numbers and letters. Um, and each of those have their own meaning. So um, I think when you start looking at um, at the history or the context of the symbol um, can make a, a difference. Um, but then also looking at the current changes in perception of what the symbol means. Um, some symbols draw their power from the meaning imbued in their creation. And sometimes that remains constant or the same over time. But sometimes the meaning can evolve and change over time. And one unfortunate example is the swastika, where that was originally it was um, a symbol of good luck. But then it was used, you know, during World War II for a very evil force and kind of ruined that whole good luck meaning. Um, that it originally stood for. So um, I think the power that flows through each symbol 
uh, can come from many sources. And I believe magical symbols act as a gateway for energy to flow through. And the specific energy um, of the symbol manifests a specific intent. And so we might think of symbols um, acting as a circuit and con conducting the combined power <laughs> of its meaning, mm -hmm. interpretation, and also of our intent. So um, the energy flowing through a particular pattern combined with our interpretation and intent produces a specific effect. Um, so you might think of the symbol um, as serving as a password or key to um, to more power. Um, so the principle behind the use of symbols in magic is very simple in my way of thinking. Since the symbol is the use of a representation of the energy or meaning of what you are working with or, or directing. So whenever we activate the symbol with our words of power or our, with our intent, we are using a very specific energy um, to co-create or direct in our work. Um, and also one other thought is that um, some symbols might have multiple meanings. And so then the energy flowing through it would depend more on the interpretation and meaning held by the person using it because um, they have the filter of, you know, their past experience and um, how they interpret the symbol. And so then it would take on a different meaning for that person and be used in a somewhat different way. Um, what would what you some of your thoughts, Elvira? Well, you know, you've, you've hit on some really good points and, um, you know, the concepts and, and what we are talking about here, I really see that you know, we are talking about intent, of course, you're, you know, intent. What is the intent that you're doing with the symbol, with what you want, which is the human interaction on, one, on the person's side, and then utilizing mm -hmm. that with regards to the symbol that you, you know, you're going to choose or that you are drawn to even create. And it's interesting because I was looking up like, you know, what is a symbol? And of course, they've got all these great wonderful, you know, names and, and, you know, aspects of, you know, the things. But what you're talking about and what vibrates, no pun intended, is it's a picture of an energy, whether it's a letter, a number, or a, uh, a diagram of a series of things put together, you know, an arrow, mm -hmm. a spiral, a, you know, like as, a, as what we would eventually describe as a sigil. And, you know, I mean, then you go into all of that, which we'll be talking about next half. But the idea mm -hmm. of the energy, uh, it becomes a pathway for that energy to follow. And you basically form... As you say, it becomes a circuit that you form the power mm -hmm. to flow through to do what your your intent is. And um, mm -hmm. you can be very creative about it. And even, you know, and I was thinking you can actually think that a symbol isn't necessarily just what I picture as a drawing or as this or that. It can be a whole statement. Because in mm -hmm. that statement, the letters, which are symbols, form mm -hmm. the 
sentence or focus and thus is said. So it kind of takes the concept of symbol from Mm -hmm. the small thing being one item or maybe a couple of items together to actually um, a prayer, uh, taking Mm -hmm. it beyond, you know, any, you know, thing. But I think people find that symbols are annotations of those prayers. And I think that's probably why they are so often used rather than mm-hmm. writing out this long prayer, there's something that you put together that is an annotation and combines that power. So I understand why symbols are really powerful, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're almost like a uh, like a spiritual shorthand. <laughs> yes, um. yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah. we, we know about it because there's magical alphabets that have been, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in, invoked and, and created mm-hmm. and, of course, runes and all these things. The agam, mm-hmm. you know, out of, you know, the, the uh, Druid area and the Druid traditions. And really those are, are the shorthands for that. And it... I find it very fascinating because you can see that in so many things. And even if people don't think they're doing it, they actually create that. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's, um, I know when I first started thinking about this topic again, it, I, it kind of went like <laughs> my, my mind kind of went blank and I was thinking, Oh, what symbols do I use? And then after I thought about it for a second, I started jotting down, what some of the symbols were that I use um, pretty regularly in my practice. And before I knew it, I, I had this huge list of things mm-hmm. and um, it really was an eye opener for me just um, in me realizing how much I use symbols in my craft. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. And so I, started to get kind of more excited about it um, the more I started like looking at what I actually do because I think that lots of times I just um, some of the things that I do I've been I've been doing for so long that I don't really um, think about them so much um, Mm -hmm. in a way where you know like when I first started out and I um, started flatlining when I started thinking like do I use symbols and it's like oh my god are you kidding (laughs) I use symbols like a lot and um mm-hmm. so i um and, and there's so many different um different forms because i think that symbols um come to us in a lot of different ways and mm-hmm. there's like dreams lots of times we'll have like things come up in dreams and when we try to interpret them i believe if we go to like a dream dictionary that sometimes it, you know, it might resonate with us, like the meaning is like um, the same as what we thought it was. But lots of times it's very individual, like what that symbol means to you from that dream can be very individual. Um, right. Lots of times I might just, you know, intuitively, um, you know, especially during divination, um, have something uh, symbolic come to me and it'll be like, oh, that's what this is, you know, and I'll automatically know um, symbols will guide me in my um, divination. Um, when talking with spirit, communicating with spirit, 
spirit will often communicate in symbols. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and that, you know, as with divination, um, communicating with spirit can be very, um, very individual. And that's why I believe that most mediums and spirit communicators will develop um, their own, like, system of symbols. And, you know, one of the best ways to do that is to um, to do what they call, like, sitting in the power or sitting in the power of spirit. And in that way, you give time to spirit so that spirit gets to know you and you get to know spirit. And, um, and then, you know, like, journaling what... Uh, what your experiences were, and lots of times you'll just automatically start journaling what some of those symbols were along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think that um, that with that individualism, like for example, like roses, um, I associate roses with love and uh, with my grandmother, but somebody else might associate roses with funerals. Or saying goodbye, you know, just depending on whatever their past experiences are. Um, so I think it's, you know, as far as spirit communication, it's it's easier because it's less confusing to have sort of like a set of established symbols in your repertoire, because um, mm-hmm. then each meaning will be, you know, what you most associate that image or that symbol with, and that becomes like, you know, like we were saying, like a psychic shorthand. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. So. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I think, yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think that you're, you know, you said it really well. Do you have any thoughts? Because we're going to have to break in a minute. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I looked up at the time. I was busy looking at my notes. Um, actually, you know, the idea is, and I think I'll talk about it when we come back, but yeah, there are certain personal, mm-hmm. um, symbols that represent mm-hmm. to you or me, uh, a, uh, a meaning and an understanding. Uh, and, you know, you were saying roses and I'm thinking, yes, I love roses, <laughs> and, um, you know, but then there are thorns. So the thorns, you know, have another symbology if you're, you know, considering a natural rose bush, rose bush mm-hmm. rose, or one mm-hmm. that they take the thorns off of when they sell them to you. So, but yeah, that right. that was kind of my that was a weird little side thought there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But anyway. Well. Yeah. Um. So, let's stop here for a bit, and uh, we're coming up to a break, but we will be right back. You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned, as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. LMC You're listening to the LMC Radio Network. Broadcasting out of Forestville, California, 
on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays 3 to 4.30, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays 4 to 5.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain in syndication, Tuesdays, the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt, Tuesdays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay in syndication Thursdays. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. We're back. Um, we are back. Yeah, <laughs> I am a little clunky at the at the transitions there, but that's okay. I will get better as I go along. Oh, um, they always so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I am. Uh, this is such a great topic. Um, I just wanted to um, kind of start out with um, maybe talking about some what some of your experiences might have been with the use of symbols in your practice. And also, if you have, like, any favorite symbols, seals, or sigils um, that you've used that you would like to share. Sure, sure. Well, you know, um, I will now I get to tell my little story that I held off on. <laughs> um, the butterfly has been a very profound symbol for me. And I, I mean that from literally the fact that I started wearing, you know, a necklace that my second husband, who was a jeweler, uh, made. Mm-hmm. And um, we, I bought one and then he, he made a gold one out of it. And I gave my daughter this, this silver oh. one later in her life. And um, butterflies have always been, you know, it's transformation and, you know, because mm-hmm. of you know, the different levels it goes through. And I have used it in my practice of dealing with people and talking to them. And, of course, the the, the deck I have has, you know, a butterfly in it. And, and mm-hmm. so when that card comes <laughs> up, and I actually had a client today who had that come up, but it was interesting because it had a meaning for her in what she was asking about and why. And I was in the shower and I got out of the shower and I wear a lot of my jewelry 24 seven, except when I Mm -hmm. get massages. Um, And um, the, the butterfly one had come off and I found it on the floor of the the shower and I pick it up and Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it going, well, nothing's broken. So I don't have time. I, you know, I, put it on my altar and I kind of got dressed and and went to do my client Mm -hmm. and the butterfly itself and why Mm -hmm. it was important was because she wants, um, she was looking for help on, um, getting, you know, pregnant and the butterfly kept Mm -hmm. coming to her and, um, talking about that. And, you know, I said, well, you go from a caterpillar and then you go into Mm -hmm. a chrysalis 
and then you kind of go through goo and, you know, you don't know exactly what you're going to be or where you're going to be, but you know there's something you're doing. And then when the butterfly comes out of the chrysalis, it has to sit and flap its wings back and forth. And it needs time to do that. And sometimes people, you know, get all excited about seeing this butterfly coming out of the chrysalis and they want to put their fingers on the wings and pick it up and look at it. And it's mm-hmm. like you can't do that because it's, mm-hmm. it's wet. And as soon as you do that, it damages the wings and it will kill the butterfly. Mm-hmm. It will never be able to fly until it will die. And, you know, the, the metaphors um, in all of that transition served mm-hmm. me very well, not only in my personal life, but in working with clients, in working with magical workings, you know, that you start out having an idea and then you kind of put it together and it doesn't seem like it's really forming. The spell isn't, you know, doesn't feel like it's, you know, got something you want to tweak it, but you're not sure what to do. And then you mm-hmm. kind of have to go work around it. And then suddenly it comes out as this whole process and you're like, Oh my God, there it is. And letting it formulate and, and, you know, dry its wings. So butterflies really very profound for me. Um, and I've used it a wow. lot, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that was one of the things I love. Well, we're going to get into my labyrinth consciousness. Um, I love spirals, and I use mm-hmm. that as a consistency with regards to um, energy work that I do with people and work that I do on my, you know, like property and, and, and uh, forming um Patterns to protect, um, and you know, I have carried, mm-hmm. I have carried around a bunch of rocks um, from mm-hmm. the, all places I've gathered, and they've come with me. Actually, had them. She, I mean, they came out with the movers. They were definitely weird. She's got this weird lady. <laughs> we're moving rocks and this big, huge monolith <laughs> rock. And mm-hmm. um, when I got my landscaper um, to come in. I told him what I wanted, and he kind of looked at me. He started giggling because I think he already knew <laughs> the kind of person I was. And I told him, you know, I need this spiral labyrinth in this corner of the property, and I need this done here. And, and he basically got everything laid out, and then I laid all the stones out. So it's a, it's a profound way because the energy, mm-hmm. you move in and you move out. And to me, it's a flow and I like that flow, and I know that um, we've we've done you know a lot of different things with uh, spirals and you know just in drawings and stuff. I like to you know use those, and I find that energy um, very you know you get to the center and you can both communicate with spirit, but you can also release to spirit up through the center, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the infinity sign. I love the infinity sign. Um, <laughs> it's, to, well, I, I, when I worked with the kahuna, it was about wave action. Because, you know, the ocean waves, especially, oh. in, you know, Kauai when we were there and what we were learning and how to move the energy. Mm-hmm. He was a navigational kahuna. Um, and that energy wave. And to me, that's what the figure eight represents, you know, that movement uh, mm-hmm. flow and when it goes in breath and then it goes out breath you know so construction destruction mm. um, aspects so I use that a lot with when I, 
I'm talking to people on how to breathing, like, you know, you're breathing in, breathing out, and I'm trying to, you know, mm-hmm. give them visualizations or when mm-hmm. I'm seeing it as a representation on, you know, a tarot card or, you know, somewhere like mm-hmm. that, draw things like that, you know. And, and the idea of making mm-hmm. symbols out of combined symbols um, has mm-hmm. really enthralled, well, I should say, has intrigued me and excited me mm-hmm. to the degree oh. that I have, you know, really wanted to get into more studying mm-hmm. of it uh, to do mm-hmm. that because it's a combination of different symbols, almost like making a piece of artwork, but in a symbolic way with these symbols, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. that with these other ones that I've been putting together and I always work in triads. I always work a triangle. I, I set up candles that are triangle. <laughs> I talk to my clients and, you know, upward pointing triangle, downward pointing triangle. Um, mm-hmm. And I see the, the, the stability of a pair, you know, mm-hmm. of that triangular aspect. So I find that's it. And a friend of mine always said that she would drive by and, you know, there are animals that have been, killed on the side of the road or in the middle of the road mm-hmm. and she would always do an you know a releasing pentagram just as a in with her finger as she's you know kind of driving so that she you know still stays uh-huh. conscious of her driving but she does that for mm-hmm. the animal and it stuck with me and I now do it all the time <laughs> oh, yeah oh <laughs> even though oh, I love I that yeah animals animals have a way of releasing mm-hmm from the physical plane and I understand mm-hmm. the ones that we have as pets are are more bound to their owners, the love that they have and the owner's love for them. But I'm looking at the the process of ones that are, you know, released in an abrupt way and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. I know they leave, but I just feel that this helps the remaining energy kind of release and go you go back to the source. So I use that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um especially yeah. when you're driving the country. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and, you know, there's there's others that I like to use, but I don't use them as much, you know. I, I tend mm-hmm. to use a tesseract, you know, and I know that's been written about as a story and all about the, the time dimension traveling of tesseracts or an archway. Wait, what is, what's the name of tesseract. that? Tesseract. Tesseract. T-E-S-S-E-R-E-T. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think I'm familiar with that one. What is that? It's a, basically, it's a, you take uh, a diamond, mm-hmm. basically the triangle, but it's, it's made in such a way that it's slightly oh, angled. Wow. So it's not formed with mm-hmm. the, the base and the top one way and the base and the bottom going another way. You skew it just okay. a little bit, and it's a, it becomes uh-huh. what they call a tesseract. Um, there's a very gotcha. popular children's book, well, a young adult book of, you know, Mm -hmm. Tesseract, using it as a time-traveling process. I don't use it as Mm -hmm. that. I use it as a a format of, you know, allowing, Mm -hmm. uh, like, moving my energy so that I can work with somebody and we have a more direct communication about that. Mm. So, you know, I use that. Like a bridge, sort of. Like a bridge, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. uh, so the idea of that, and then a lot of it is, is also like archways. You know, I've been fascinated with archways forever and the fact that mm-hmm. the stone archway, mm-hmm. there's a keystone at the center. When they never used brick and mortar oh. stuff, they, they would use mm-hmm. the stones and they'd put the very top one 
at the top, mm-hmm. and it literally held the entire arch of stones together. And that was a mm-hmm. consistent ancient way of, of doing that. And that keystone and the archway is a symbol that I use a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we're oh. trying to build something, we have to have that keystone, the one thing that sets, gets set in place that mm-hmm. makes everything else happen. Huh. Wow, that's really, that's very, those are some very, very interesting um, uses. Um, I I do, I use spirals also. I like spirals a lot, you know, for moving energy. And I kind of, I think I work with it in a very similar way to you, um, where mm-hmm. I'll use the, um, the spiral going in to draw something in towards me and the spiral going out to send something outwards. Um, and then, um, well, I have a tattoo of a triple spiral on my wrist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, wow. I love that um, symbol because it has multiple meanings to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the triple, triple goddess, the mm-hmm. holy trinity, like the three levels of existence, the underworld, the physical realm, and the upper realms, mm-hmm. or, you know, mind, body, spirit, past, present, future. I, it just has so many different meanings that I, I really like that one a lot. Um, and the infinity symbol is also, um, I, li- I love what you were saying about that. That's one of my favorite symbols also. And um, mm-hmm. for anybody who's not familiar with it, it's... Um, kind of like a lazy eight, like a, a the number eight laying on its side. And um, and it's a line that never ends, and so that it's long represented infinity. And you can see it in a couple of the, uh, you know, um, Rider Waite tarot cards, like um, above the head of the uh, lady and the lion in strength, mm-hmm. um, the strength card and the magician card. Um, and I, I believe that kind of shows the person in the card and their connection to like the, to spirit or the higher self. But, um, and I like to use that symbol, um, in rituals or spells where I'm, um, bending time or, or moving through a time continuum. And Mm -hmm. there's one that I've used, um, in what I call like a time walking ritual and, I use it for connecting with ancestors and um, and also with future generations. And so um, if I have a group of people, I'll have everybody, you know, go into meditation and um, allow them, you know, usually we focus on an element like a candle flame or um, crystal and allow ourselves to um, sink into it, um, to enter the void. Um, and the void to me is a place where you can... It has all possibilities. You can meet any spirit there. And um, so once they enter the void, I have everybody draw in the air an infinity symbol in front of themselves and then step into it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I have them visualize like a holographic field around them, you know, with their um, ancestors to the back. So like their parents would be behind them and behind the parents would be the grandparents and behind grandparents would be the great-grandparents and on and on and then in front of you would be your your children and then their children and going on and on forward and so and then your siblings that are still alive um, would be to the sides of you 
And um, and so then what I do is I have, um, after stepping into the infinity symbols, have them step back into their parents and then, you know, stay there for a while until they can feel that energy, you know, of the parent and then continue on. But anyway, I, I use the infinity symbol for a lot of different um, types of things like that. I'll use it a lot of times in soul retrieval or past life journeying or spirit release. Um, But I like that one. That's a very um, powerful, um, simple but powerful um, symbol. Yeah. Another one that I use is the the pentagram or the pentacle, both of those. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It um, represents four elements and also the ether or spirit. I'll use that one a lot, like when doing um, casting a circle and calling in the quarters. Um, I'll usually draw, you know, the invoking or banishing pentacle as I as I go around. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, oh, something, <laughs> something else I like to use is um, well, this is um, they're called tatwas. And um, they come from the Indian tradition, you know, of of yoga. Um, And they're just simple shapes um, to represent the whole creation um, being made up of these five elements that are symbolized in these shapes. And um, so I, you know, I had studied and read about them and stuff like that. And um, I guess they were also used by the Golden Dawn. Um, But I made the cards. And... um, there's, you know, the the yellow square uh, for earth and the red triangle for fire, um, the blue circle for air, and the egg shape um, for spirit, and then there's a silver crescent for water. And um, so these are representing the primal cosmic energy. <laughs> and what I used it a few times, and I was just, I thought it was fantastic. It, it what you you do as you um have you ever used them elvira um actually the fact that you're talking about them i have mm-hmm. and i've also <laughs> used um because again they're they're connected with you know your your chakras mm-hmm. so of course mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. have meanings of that and i don't want to step on your toes about <laughs> the circumstances but it's fascinating mm-hmm. that you're talking about this because i have a whole little section <laughs> on my scribbled piece of notes about platonic <laughs> solids and then crossing uh-huh. over are the tatwas and crossing over to the uh-huh. chakras. So we were online mm-hmm. for this. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, what I, I did was I made the cards as, um, mm-hmm. and then you have like one blank card. And so they all have the white background and, and the, behind the image. And so mm-hmm. what um there's certain words and, and different associations with each um each symbol. Um mm-hmm. and you um you meditate and gaze into one of the symbols and you have next to it the blank card. And you get into that real um like true meditative state, you shift your focus over to the blank card and then that symbol will appear on the blank card and that's your gateway. And you can, that's a gateway to the astral realms. And 
I was, uh, I always wanted to create like an astral portal inside my book of shadows. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I put my Chatswa cards in there and, and a write up <laughs> of what it's all about and stuff oh like that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just thought, oh, that would be really nice just to have that, you know, have that in there and I could pull it open and, and go to work with that. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it 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 um, it's fascinating because there are certain uh, symbols, certain mm-hmm. patterns that really draw us, and I'm fascinated at how many of what has what draws me is drawing you. I mean, you've got various other ones that I know you do. It's just I'm sitting here going, "Oh my goodness, look at this one and this one and that one over there." <laughs> so. It's a lot of fun here. This is good exploration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. I um, I just started getting so much more excited about just the different uses um, of symbols, you know, the more that I was really thinking about, like, what exactly I do <laughs> with mm-hmm. symbols. And then hearing you, it's it's funny because there's so often that we talk about things have you know, end up so totally right connected to the same um, same thing that we're talking about yeah. and very similar experiences. Um, another thing that it made me start thinking about um, another symbol, and I, I didn't even think about it amazingly because Hikate is um, my, my primary goddess, um, is the um, Hecate's wheel, and I didn't think about oh. it until um, until our cauldron, Shiva, you know, put up that one um, little image in our talk, and I just thought, oh yeah, I um, this uh, Strafolus is I made one of them is um, an actual um, wheel, or I guess I took a, a disc, a wooden disc, and um, painted. Um, Hakate's wheel um, mm-hmm. on one side, and then on the other side, I painted it in reverse. So on one side, it's white and black, and on the other side, it's black and white. And so, and then you string um, uh, two cords through the middle of it, and kind of like um, what I say is similar to like a a whirly gig. Oh yeah, if I'm thinking of the right thing. Right, right. And then you you spin it. And mm-hmm. you use it in ritual to evoke Hecate. And it makes kind of a uh, a sound, too, when you're doing mm-hmm. it, kind of a, a thin, whining, uh, higher-pitched sound, sort of. And um, it's, um, it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I, um, it, not that anybody who um, works with Hecate needs to have one of those, but it um it really i found that it really does kind of add a really nice aspect in that feeling of you can feel like a sense of power coming off mm-hmm. of that um and with the sound that it makes and the movement um i i just found that that was a, a great great symbol to work with wow um, that is awesome <laughs> so funny that you said that cuz you know when we were trying to get all of that together today um, I thought of the same thing, and I'm like, oh, my God. And, and I do actually, uh, one of the women that I had worked with, 
for a very long period of time. Um, we Hecate's is, is a is a my primary goddess, and that's another mm-hmm. one of those you know our synchronicities <laughs> between the two of us. And she sent me this key that has that in the medallion at the top. And mm-hmm. I've had it for many, many years. And I'm like going, oh, my God, look at that. You know, so, yeah, or, oh, my goddess, we should say, um, to keep us in line with, you know, yeah. where we're going here. But, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it's amazing, <laughs> isn't it, how, how these things just pop out at you. And you don't think about them mm-hmm. because they're so consistent with your mm-hmm. energy pattern. And I think that's mm-hmm. the other part of mm-hmm. working with symbols is they are, it's, we introduce new ones and they challenge us and they, we work with them and that makes us grow. But then there's our, the ones that we consistently have had or feel like they're home. And um, I find that really interesting about, you know, that's our own alphabet. That's our own language. And sometimes mm-hmm. we come up and go, you speak an Italian like I speak an Italian, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> somebody likes you and I. <laughs> so, Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. One. Um, one other um, symbol that I thought of is just that the basic um, making sigils, like um, kind of in. Um, well, there's. I guess there's a couple of different ways to make um, sigils. Um, going, you know. Uh, according to chaos magic. And, mm. you know, when I first heard chaos magic, I thought, oh, that, you know, it kind of put me off because I thought, well, I don't know if I want to create more chaos. There's enough chaos around here. But then what I found is that <laughs> <Yeah>. what, <laughs> right? <laughs> is yeah. That what it really means is actually pulling things into a form or pulling things into order uh, rather than creating chaos. And so mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but just um, I have really loved making, um, creating sigils kind of in the way where um, you um, make, take a, a word or a statement and um, you uh, strike out all the vowels in it and then um, you strike out all the duplicate consonants. And then you shuffle the letters around and rewrite them in a jumble to make them into um, like a symbol. And those can be quite powerful. Um, Mm. Mm -hmm. The way I activate them is I'll, I'll, you know, uh, get quiet now. I'll create, you know, a sigil. But then to activate it, um, you know, I'll light a candle and, you know, uh, going to meditation, I usually see myself um, going and walking and dropping down into the flame. Um, and then I, you know, set my intention ahead of time. And I sense myself going into like what I always call is the void. And in there, I can contact any spirit. And so mm-hmm. I'll talk to um, talk to my spirit guides and focus on the meaning and the intent behind the making of this sigil. And I'll bring it to my spirit guides and hold the sigil up and, um, you know, just feel like, the you know, this powerful flow of energy, like it's being blessed. 
right. by spirit, right. you know, and uh-huh. I'll see almost like a wave of elemental fire pass through the sigil, amplifying its power, and then I'll say thank you and, and come back into myself and um, blow out the candle, and then I've got the, the sigil all set to work. And so mm-hmm. depending on what I'm using it for, I'll, if it's a protection sigil, I might put it somewhere near my front door or, you know, for whatever. But I just wanted to, to mention the whole um, basic sigil creation. Um, yeah, that's something that's that I like great. to do a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, too. And I know that that's something that because we've been talking about it, you know, it's a way to have, you know, information that now people can take and do something from that as an actual exercise. So, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do you have like any, um, I think we've covered a lot. Um, there's so much that can be said about um, the use of um, symbols in magic. And um, I think we we did cover a lot of things um, and could go on a good deal more, but we're getting close to the close of our show here. Do you have any yeah. any final thoughts you might want to add? No, I think I've I've kind of gotten everything I think and I feel is appropriate and I, I kinda go, God, it's 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 going so fast. So um no, I, I think I've said what I needed to say and I think <laughs> we've well, done a- I definitely feel inspired <laughs> by <laughs> by all of the yeah. stuff you were talking about. Um and you know, I hope this discussion inspires others to explore like the different ways of using symbols in their magical or spiritual practices. And I guess we're getting ready to close. Um, yeah. Yeah. And well, I would our say our next show. Um, what is our next show going to oh, be? That's right. The next show. Thank you for saying that. Next week's show will be we will be discussing uh, the magical principle of vibration. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a lot to say on that. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I say au revoir and, you know, that whole process of goodbyes, and I turn mm-hmm. it back to you for closure. Thanks, Elvira. Thank you, Shiva, and to all of our magic nerds, which on, which well, and which wisely. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestesscauldron.com. That's witchpriestesscauldron.com. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be.